Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's taco about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. Bye-bye. There we this go. Is the, this is the only hot sauce. If you're going Taco to Taco Bell, Bell, you guys, we're going to start Taco Tuesday off right today. If you're going to Taco Bell and, yeah. and you actually want to use a sauce packet there, it's the Diablo sauce. There we it go. Might, might not be Eric Fierro's standard of hot <laughs> sauce since he's like eating Carolina Reapers before bed to help him sleep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like just craziness but it's hot guys it is it's, it's hot. so hot that glenn's face literally might start falling off halfway through yeah. we'll see what happens we don't know what's gonna happen yet that's the, that's the beauty of being live. yeah that's the beauty of being live you guys we don't know where this is going it could go in any which direction um <laughs> guys welcome to taco tuesday and um i wanted to start off the episode by saying we tried to go to taco bell today the wheel chose Taco Bell. You can see the wheel in the background or up above my shoulder here. There it is. Um, the wheel chose Taco Bell. My assistant got to Taco Bell, called me from the line and said, they're not accepting credit card. They're only accepting cash today. What? The machine's broken or something. Their credit card reader machine. So we had to flip and go to Cafe Rio. So that's what uh, we did. That's what see. we did. guys. We tried, but Taco Bell said no. They rejected us. Because Christian doesn't carry cash. Do you guys, this should be like, I think this will be like the new, this is like the new album artwork for the podcast right here. Like, <laughs> like Doritos Locos Taco. That is literally what I, what I was going to order too. Mm. That's what I wanted. That I, I got a second choice. And I'm very upset. Cafe Rio, you can't really go wrong with Cafe Rio. So what'd you get at Cafe Rio? So I got this giant cheese quesadilla that mm-hmm. we were discussing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's history. That's long gone. Uh, <laughs> but to make sure that I had something for the show, yes, for good old TT, I have this wonderful. Steak is that a new? Is that a new signature? By the way, I don't know if I've seen that. No, it's 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 relatively relatively. Old. I've had it for a little while. Just don't. I don't wear it a lot. But it's you just hate Cigna. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> they won't do my. They won't do my commissions direct deposit, no matter how many times I set it up. <laughs> they still send me checks. They sent me two checks yesterday. I'm like you, buggers. <laughs> like now I got to figure this out. But, but, but yeah, guys. Um. So. Yeah, let's. I we we had a really good topic today for Taco Tuesday. One that you know we were we were discussing back and forth, um, and I was really excited about kind of the topic of it. And um, really with AEP, 
approaching, you know, d- depending on who you talk to. I mean, so to me, AEP starts the first, but technically you can't write business before October 15th. But um, we, we, we were going to talk about a topic that and really kind of give the house away today, give a bunch of free information, really bring a lot of value. Um, we're going to talk about how you can make $100,000 in personal commission. This A E and the P. It's and, crazy um, because <clears throat> I, as we were like, we talked about what we want to talk about, and I was like, kind of thinking about it. I can't think of another opportunity that exists where you could go to work for seven weeks out of 52 and make six figures in, in one year. And, yeah. and, you can get renewals on that business. So it's going to pay you the following year, assuming that client's still on the books. I mean, that's a crazy opportunity. Like, like if you were to just like, without explaining it, just kind of say it that way, I feel like people would be like, Oh, that's a scam. You know, like yeah. oh, that's an MLM scam. Like, no, that's not real. Pyramid scheme. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pyramid scheme. Uh, yeah, I mean, you still, you still need to watch that Lula Road documentary, by the way. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I will, I will. I've been watching Godfather for the last week, it seems like. But yeah, I mean, the, the problem with the problem with movie and TVs is I end up because I have like an hour to maybe an hour and a half to watch TV before bed every night. Right. So that's just how my life ends up these days. Yeah. I mean, daddy duties. So like if I watch something really long, it takes me like multiple days to actually get through it because I have to keep pausing and go to bed and like an old I man, hate, and like a grandpa. Dude, I hate stopping movies. That's like a huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah, me too. Because I, I forget I forget what, what happened. Right. The Not night before. Yep. So AEP, obviously, you know, you've 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 been heavily involved in helping a lot of agencies do a lot of lead generation throughout AEP. Um, I was, I was curious to kind of hear, cause you, obviously, you know, you've dealt, you've worked with the biggest of the biggest, right. For between like giant call center, call centers to individual agencies. And you've seen it all. Um, I was kind of curious on your perspective on um, what are the, what are, what are the, what are the people doing during AEP that are, vitally successful versus the ones that aren't i mean obviously they're working but what is what separates those people like what what do you think it's going to take for an agent to make a hundred grand in personal commission during aep that's a great question um and before i get into that which i do want to dive deeper into i wanted to ask you a question what number aep is this for you since you got into the medicare space okay so i got in so 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. This is number eight for me. Number eight. So this you have me. AEP, AEP number eight. You have me because the first three years I was licensed, I exclusively did life insurance. I never touched anything Medicare related. So I wouldn't, I can't really count those, <coughs> but this would be my seventh open enrollment. Um, and, and really almost all of those were Ooh. from the marketing side. So, um, but yeah, right there with you, right? So we've been doing this for quite some time. Um, and, and really, yeah. when you first mentioned this to me, you were like, hey, what if we talked about how you could make 100,000 in commissions during open enrollment? I was like, whoa, is that even like really possible for the average agent? But then we kind of got into some of the numbers behind it. 
it's absolutely possible. You know, Christian kind of already hit on one of the key points here, you guys, which is you do have to work. <laughs> Unfortunately, there is that caveat where it's not just free money. It's going to be a line of, of scene. It's not like you're going to wake up, go to your front door, and there's just like a a 200 person line of seniors at your front door, at your office door. And they're just like, hi, I'm ready to sign up for Medicare. And you're just like, okay. Like you, you do have to, you do have to like find these people, you know, answer their questions, underwrite them, find the right plan for them. Um, and then, you know, there's retention after that. So there, there's, there's stuff that you do have to do. Um, right. But really the, the key the key ingredient here is activity. And then you also have this, this short window. You have seven weeks, essentially, right? October 15th to December 7th. So you have seven weeks. Um, I believe if my math's correct, is it 40? If you only took Sundays off, well, I see there's Thanksgiving too. I was looking at the calendar, mm -hmm. okay? So, you know, October. Thanksgiving's a little rough. Thanksgiving's a yeah. little rough that week, but... But like one, one mistake I made when I first started my few, first few years is I used to take most of that week off because I'd be like, oh, no one's going to want to see me. Everyone's no one's going to want to call. You know, everyone's going to be going out of town or having people come to visit them in town, whatever the case might be. That's I've learned that that's a mistake. I mean, of course, you take Thanksgiving off. Right. Don't right. don't even bother with it. But maybe like, you know, Thanksgiving's what on a Thursday, yep. Friday, Thursday, Thursday. Um, Work Monday, Tuesday, and then take off Wednesday, Thursday, or work Monday, Tuesday, I think, Wednesday. I think um, it's on the 28th. I think it's the fourth Thursday. So I think it's the 28th. It's 25th, Thanksgiving. right? 25th or 28th? Oh, I'm looking at October. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. 23rd? Oh, that's December. Come on, Glenn. <laughs> 25th. Yes, Christian, you are correct. It looks like the 25th <laughs> is Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're with your family, if you want to take Thanksgiving, you want to take maybe Black Friday off after that, right? Because again, that's kind of a holiday in and of itself. Absolutely. You know, you can take those two days off, but I would definitely be working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I, and I would be working Saturdays too. And there's most of these agents, when, whether I'm talking to an agent directly or I'm, I'm reading posts, you know, of them sharing kind of what their schedule is going to be like. The people who are really trying to maximize their time during open enrollment, they're planning on working six days a week, almost yep. every single week. Obviously, things could come up. Things might change. Maybe you only work four or five days, one of the weeks, whatever. You know, excluding this Thanksgiving week, I would say this is probably like a four-day work week. Um, but then you've got five. The seventh is the last day, right? Yeah. Yeah, December 7th. Yeah, so that's two six, crazy. that's 11, 11 15 is 26, and I think it's 40, is it 42 or 41? I don't know. It's somewhere right over 40 days, yeah. right? You have to maximize the number of working days that it's available <laughs> to you. Again, if you're especially if you're trying to hit a goal like $100,000 in commissionable revenue, you can't work three, four days a week, six hours a day, and, and think you're going to hit a huge goal like that. And so it really, the long-winded answer here is you have to maximize your activity. 
And it's not that there's necessarily one way to do it, but when you, when you break down the numbers, you know, if let's say, you know, Christian and I were debating about this prior to recording today. Um, if it was just, maybe you want to get into, into some of the numbers here before I kind of like break it down. But if it's just a hundred thousand dollars in commissionable revenue and there's no true ups, so these so are no all people Medicare. already on Medicare Advantage, and there's no cross-selling, so you're not selling anything else mm-hmm. um, or excluding PDP revenue from this, right? I mean, this is literally like everything excluded. Bare, bare bones, right? MAPD. Yeah. So what was what was the figure you came up with for that? So it, the, the, the CMS... Um, new commission for 2022 for Medicare Advantage was about 286 and some change. So if we rounded that up to about 287, just so we have a nice round number, we're going to be looking at roughly about 348 policy, 348 clients. So I would say maybe 349, 350, if you even wanted to be even more of a round number. Um, so that's a lot of business, right? That's a lot of clients. Um, can it be done? Yes, Certainly. I mean, I've, I know plenty of people that have done that. Um, and I've, I've, I've had AEPs where I've done that or more, you know, throughout, throughout AEP. Um, is it easy? Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, it's, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work. Um, and there's so much that goes into it in terms of like, I feel like working hard is definitely a huge component to this guys. But if you're not having a strategy in place that is scalable, then that's going to be an issue. Um, and I would say um, you, you need to make sure that you're working smarter as well as harder. Um, you need to have a real, real actionable and scalable model that you're going forth with this. Um, like, for example, you know, you could cold call for seven weeks throughout AEP. You're not going to write 350 clients. <laughs> right. I, I don't think, so. I, don't, I promise you, I don't care how good you are. I don't think you're, I mean, now, someone's probably going to pop out of the woodworks and be like, I wrote a thousand last AEP from Colcon. Okay. There might be some exception out there, but I don't think right. the average agent has a prayer of doing that if you're cold calling. My point is, if you're, you have to be working hard, but you also have to have a strategy in place to where you're, you're, you're saving yourself time, you're reducing certain aspects of things. Um, and yeah, I, I would say that'd be the biggest thing. You have to make sure that you have a strategy that's going to be scalable enough to allow you to do that much production in a short amount of time. Okay, so I love everything you just said. I want to I want to kind of break it down a little bit more. So, three hundred and fifty applications, no true ups, no other revenue, just Medicare Advantage. People already on Medicare Advantage that you're putting into the best plan for them. How many? If you were to write three hundred and fifty applications this open enrollment, how many of those do you think are a husband wife? Or maybe it's one of those weird situations where it's like husband, wife, and mom is 85 years old and she's living with them too, right? Yeah. I've seen those many times. So how many, how many groups do you think would be part of that 350? I think a lot more than people realize. I mean, I'd, I'd say probably if, if I was being conservative about it, I'd say probably somewhere between 80 to a hundred of them could be spouses, couples. I know. was going to say a third. I was going to say third. at least okay. one third of these. So that's, I'd say a hundred at least. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I, 
I think that's very, very fair to assume that. And so that's going to be one appointment, right? For right. husband and wife. Um, you're going to run into certain. So there, so right there, instead of doing 350 individual appointments, now you're down to 250. Yep. Right. That that's that's a big difference Huge. right there. Huge difference. The the other thing you got to keep in mind, guys, we, we broke it down from a very safe and conservative place to where there's street level commission, no cross selling, no true ups, no health assessments, nothing like that. So if we start to factor some of those into the equation, right? Let's say that let's say you're running into some people, let's say 20 people, let's say. They've never been on a Medicare Advantage plan. Maybe there's some T65s that sneak in there. Maybe they were referred to you. Um, maybe you're going to be in a situation where you're moving someone from a MedSup to a Medicare Advantage plan, and they've been on the MedSup, and they've never been on anything other than that. Um, let's say you get 20 to 30 true-ups, right? Well, that's essentially like writing uh, two people, right? Because it's 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 double the commission, Um so you could even lower it by, let's say you did 30, you could lower it by 30. And you might, and if you did 30 true ups, you would only need, what was it, 250 at that point? So that would be 220, you know, 220 appointments to get to that 100,000 commission brace. Then you start to factor in other, other aspects like cross-selling, right? So if you're effectively cross-selling, what, what do you think is the easiest product to cross-sell with a Medicare Advantage plan if you had to, if you had to? take a I stab mean, at it, maybe one or two I think, products. I think there's, there's a few really common ones. Like I think uh, cancer insurance. <laughs> yeah. That's a low hanging fruit. Shout out to uh, Medicare mama, Galen and her stats behind that. You guys, which yeah. I highly encourage. Utilizing. I think it's one out of two women over the age of 50 and one out of three men. If I could be wrong on that. So um, feel free to, to check in her Facebook group. It's queen of the bundle. But the, the point is, is that basically if any of us live long enough, you guys, the chance <laughs> of us getting cancer is extremely high. So when mm-hmm. you're talking to that senior during this transaction, it's really easy to, to bundle. I think that cancer insurance in obviously there's a variety of, of, I think other policies and services. I, I'm a huge final expense fan. What, what yeah. do you think, Christian? I, I think you hit it right in the head. I mean, there's so many things, but I would say cancer for one. Um, final expense for sure. It's just a little trickier with Medicare Advantage just due to the compliance, right? You right. have to do right. two separate appointments. Not not to say that you can't do it. I mean, but you right. can always come back. But um, if you're looking for something you can cross sell right then and there on the spot, I would say for Medicare Advantage, you'd be looking at, in my opinion, three products stick out. You have cancer, you have hospital indemnity. And you have um, dental vision hearing, which probably dental vision hearing is the, the, you know, of distant third because so many MAPDs these days are doing so much more with dental and vision hearing. So there's just might not be as much of a need um, compared to the other two. But I I would say cancer and hospital indemnity would be my top two. Um, So, and I love, I love, I mean, if you've ever watched Taco Tuesday, you know, I'm a huge fan of cross-selling you guys. And the vast majority of agents, probably 95% of you don't cross sell and probably will never cross sell. So shame on all of you, but <laughs> you should be doing this um, <coughs> to get back to this math though. Cause I want to, I want to keep kind of going with this analogy. So we started, you guys, we started with 350. Mm-hmm. I also, <clears throat> I also calculated the days. If you work six days a week, 
starting October 15th. You take two days off for Thanksgiving, Thursday and Friday. You take every Sunday off. It's actually more working days than I anticipated. I, my count was 44. So you have 44 working days during open enrollment. So 350, this was Medicare Advantage applications, people already mm -hmm. on Medicare. We're going to take 100 off because we're assuming there's going to be a lot of two-person applications on one appointment. So right. now we're down to 250 appointments where you're actually writing policies. If we take out, let's say, 25 for true ups, so you're getting yeah. paid more on people who are coming on to Medicare Advantage for the first time. So we're at 225. And then I would say cross-selling, what do you think? At least another 25 is coming off. I mean, I it, I mean, it, so if you sell a hospital indemnity plan, yeah, and a cancer plan, yeah, I think it's safe to say that with depending on how big of policies you're writing, which some might be lower, but some might be even higher, you know, just depends on what you're writing. But you might be able to make an extra hundred dollars per per house if you can do that. So let's say let's say you let's say you're cross-selling like something super conservative, <laughs> like you know, 35 of your it's only 10%. Let's say you're only cross-selling one out of 10 apps. Okay. Yeah. Like super, super conservative. I'm just gonna calculate that as 25 for the sake of numbers. Yeah, I think that's so, I think that's good. Realistically, based on the, the variables that Christian and I were just talking about, I see that I think I do have a little color now from that Diablo. You weren't you weren't kidding about that. <laughs> I'm like really popping that, out there. Yeah, really popping out of the <laughs> so um I think this is realistic. I think you could generate a hundred thousand dollars in commissionable revenue on 200 appointments. Um, and again, these are point health assessments too. One thing we didn't mention is health assessments. Like you could maybe do under 200 appointments. If you did maybe half of the house's health assessments, that adds another 50, 60, 70. I don't off the top of my head. I can't remember what the number is, but like dollars per house, maybe that bumps it down to 180. I don't know. Without crunching could, numbers. I mean, I also think if you were aggressive about the cross sell, I think it could be a lot lower too. Um, if you were aggressive about referrals, right? You know, all of a sudden, instead of driving or having to call 20 more people, you just step next door and you're selling the neighbor instantly, right? That I think that makes a huge difference. But I like for the sake of math, I like that 200 number. I think that's really conservative, you guys, to get to $100,000 in commissionable revenue if you're competent, you know what you're doing. So again, what I mentioned earlier, I actually, when Christian was talking, I went through and I, I counted the days. It's 44 days, six days a week. You're taking two days off for Thanksgiving. You're done on the 7th. So we're going to take 200 appointments. We're going to divide that by 44 working days. That's only 4.5 applications per working day, which... This is where the number becomes super realistic. You can right. sell four and a half. You could have, that means, that means every other day you're going four, five, four, five. And, and to do that, I mean, that's, that just seems really realistic to me Four, you know, four to five written applications. So how many appointments per day? I mean, yeah, you might need to be running eight, nine, 10 appointments per day, 
depending on what your presentation to appointment percentage looks like, right? And again, whether it is you're in Walmart, you know, you're at CVS, you're doing face-to-face appointments, you're at home selling over the phone, you're in a call center, however you're planning on attacking this AEP, if you're able to do between four and five applications per day, you can get to $100,000 in commissionable revenue. And obviously, if you're independent, that includes renewals following. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Why, why, am I, why am I doing marketing? I should be out in the street. That's, a, that's what this conversation is making. This makes I've, me want to run I've pushed. Door. I've pushed you guys. I've pushed him in that direction. I've even sent him some contracts out of the blue just to see if he likes to see what he does with it. <laughs> All of a sudden, just popping the email. I was, like, I was like, what? I'm like, Christian Brindle contract UHC. I'm like, what is this? A supplemental? What? <laughs> one, one thing I wanted to share with you guys, you know, just to kind of put into perspective, what a great opportunity that you all have at your disposal um, if you're selling Medicare. I mean, when I first started, the commission for new to Medicare Advantage sales, so TrueUps was about 420, meaning that the renewal was 210, right? So 210. Um, if you break that down by renewals, right? This is, you know, of course, street level Medicare Advantage. That's $17.50 a month in renewals. And so the the difference that you'd be looking at right there to get $100,000 in AEP commissions, you'd have to do almost 500 policies when I first started. And so if you look at how much it's gone up since then, and, and there's so many more cross-sell opportunities than when I first started. Like there was like, from what I recall, there was like one dental vision hearing company, maybe two, and they were both not very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> you didn't really, I mean, there were cancer plans, but not like what we have today. Um, the hospital indemnity was there, but you know, it, it's gotten better and more competitive over the years. They didn't have health assessments back then. Right. Um, they, there, there was just not nearly as much at our disposal that would allow us to reach the heights that we can today. I mean, this, I, I, I'm confident in saying this, there's never been a better time to sell Medicare than there is today. I believe that as well. And um, to kind of build on that point that you just said there on the, the telesales side or on the selling remotely, there's a hundred percent never been an opportunity like what exists today. The pandemic for better or for worse created this forced environment on these insurance carriers where they had to, if you know, some of them were kind of already there, right? I know. <laughs> without naming specific carriers since <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> get Christian in trouble here, but um, you know, there were carriers that literally at the start of the pandemic, they didn't even have a remote signature option. There wasn't a voice signature. There wasn't an e-signature. And now, I mean, I would think almost every single major carrier that's even relatively competitive in the marketplace, a lot of them have both a voice signature option and an e-signature option. So, I mean, yeah, couldn't be a better time to sell Medicare. Paul, I had a question for us here, Christian. Do you guys have a favorite 
dental vision hearing carrier? That's a great question. Um, I mean, depending on your market, it's probably going to depend on kind of who's available in terms of rates, right? Dental vision hearing is, in my opinion, really, really dependent on rates. I really do believe that because, I mean, assuming the benefits are all the same, right? Like it's not like a med sup where like you might sell a plan N and it'd be $10 more with one carrier post to another because maybe that's a more stable carrier or whatever the case might be. Dental vision hearing, usually the the, the member is going to be looking at, you know, 1500 2000 maybe $3,000 maximum benefit. That's probably what they're looking at. So the more premium they pay, the more it eats away at what they're really going to be saving. Um, I love Manhattan. I love Manhattan Life. I love their new product that they just came out with a lot. Um, I like Aetna in a lot of markets when they're competitively priced. Um, I like Emeritas, but they're not dental vision hearing. They're really just dental. You like you can add the vision rider to it, but it raises the premium. Um, but I love them for just dental. Um, those are probably the three that I sell the most. We've done a little bit of Surebridge and things like that as well. Um, but I, I, those are just a couple of names that come to mind for me. That's, <clears throat> I was going to say Surebridge. There's a call center that I work with. They do a lot of Surebridge. I don't know exactly why they ended up choosing Surebridge over some of these other carriers. I know Surebridge has um, day one coverage. So obviously that's, there's no waiting period, right? They literally can buy the policy and go out the next day and, and use it. Um, which fun fact for you guys, that that's actually what they, to increase their policy retention on their dental policies, they actually schedule their first visit with the dentist after they sell the policy. And the retention percentage, if you do that, according to this call center, it's like over 90% because if you're again, if you if you buy the insurance, but then you don't use it and then you're looking at cutting costs somewhere, the thing that's not being used, the client's going to stop paying for. Right. Like it's right. just but you go out, you use your dental insurance. And then even if money gets tight, that client's not probably going to cut something that they're using. So I know that was <clears throat> that was kind of their strategy with with Sherbridge is, you know, hey, you can use this tomorrow. We're going to set you up with your dentist. And we'll see it. Oh, and it was, you know, guaranteed issue, right? Super. There was no yeah. underwriting. I don't, I don't know. Does do any of these dental vision hearing policies have underwriting? They're, they're pretty much all guaranteed issue. Um, yeah. They're month to month. Like I know Manhattan's new product um, gives you same day coverage on pretty much everything. Um, Meritaz does as well. What I found is, what I found is groups that love that Sherbridge product love it because the comp is ridiculous. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the, the street level is like 52% last time I looked, um, which is huge. Like Emeritas street level is like 30% to put that into comparison. So like <clears throat> that's probably, I mean, when you look at it, it's a good product, but it's very similar to the others. Like we, we like it, but um, it's just a little bit pricier in my area. That's maybe why we don't sell more of it. I think it's a great product. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, when we do sell it, I love to sell it because the comp is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's really high. That's the highest I've ever seen for a dental product. It is first have a 52% street level comp. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would kind of kind of steering things back to the right. AEP conversation there. Thanks for the, the question, Paul. That was a good question. Um, I would say now we know the numbers that someone needs to hit, right? Right. Let's have the conversation about what do they need to do in terms of marketing leads? Like what, 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 what is, 
what is a good strategy for somebody to be able to actually write that many policies a day consistently? Because a lot of people realize, okay, you know, the numbers and everything, they're like, okay, how now, how do I get there? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's something that comes up at Lead Heroes all the time. You know, if, if someone's reaching out to me and, and the easiest way to get to where you want to go is to really back the numbers out. So starting with this number that we just came up with, right, which is I need to, to have four to five successful appointments every single working day during AEP. So how do you get to four or five successful appointments? You can't just have four or five appointments on the books because there's obviously a chance that someone doesn't want to work with you. Someone has to reschedule. Yeah. Someone is already talking to another broker. I mean, there's all these reasons why you could sit down with someone or you're talking to them on the phone and the transaction goes south. So my rule of thumb would be to really shoot for double. So if you're trying yeah. to do five appointments that are successful, you're probably going to want to have 10 appointments on the books. So, you know, whether this is something you're doing it in person, you're doing it telephonically, you know, obviously I understand that's a long day. You guys, I've, I've been in those shoes. I, I used to set appointments for myself and I would sack 12 to 14 deep. I would go out at you know, 10 a.m. I wouldn't come back till 8 p.m. at night. So I, I understand the game. And, and again, this is what really, in my opinion, separates the losers from the winners. It's super easy to sit back and be like, oh, man, I only made 20, 30 grand this year. Like, yeah. And your work ethic behind that probably matched your compensation. You know, is there like some shortcuts where you can be more efficient with your time? Absolutely you can definitely be more efficient with your time and, and, <clears throat> you know, stack appointments a certain way, you know, or, you know, maybe you have certain days where you're working longer hours and other days where maybe it's a little shorter, but the bottom line is to get to 25 successful appointments per week, you're probably going to have to have 40 to 50 appointments on the books of people that you're trying to talk to. And naturally when you hit that activity level, you're going to naturally, you could be the worst salesperson in the world. <laughs> you could literally just be a used car salesman that just can't even sell a car. And if you have that much activity level, 40 to 50 appointments a week, you're going to naturally just fall into that 20, 25 appointments that are successful that you want to get to $100,000 in commissionable revenue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that was gold right there. I mean, I've, I love that rule of thumb too, having twice as many appointments, as many policies you need to write or applications you need to write. Cause that, that was always my, my mindset when I was going to people's houses and going in the field and things like that. I mean, um, you guys just need to plan for that and plan that people are going to blow you off, plan that people are going to reschedule, plan that people are going to not be interested, or maybe you just can't help them. Maybe they're in the best spot they can possibly be. And that, that is such a thing sometimes. Um, and hey, here's, I, here's a random question for this came up speaking with an agent. This is kind of <laughs> off topic, but I, if anyone would know, I would figure it'd be Mr. Six figure Medicare agent, Christian Brindle here. So um, 
talking to an agent selling Medicare supplements and, you know, obviously they have CSG. Okay. So they can see the quotes for all the different Medicare supplement plans. <clears throat> and when they would come across someone and, you know, they're, they're trying to save money, right? The classic game of, let me see if I can, you know, you're on a plan G, let me put you with a plan G that costs less. They were coming across a UHC policy where it was coming in about $40 per month less than what the CSG quote was pulling. What do you think that the only thought that came to mind, I'm like, I'm like, is it possible it's some sort of like direct to carrier discount? Cause I, on the life side, I've seen that mutual of Omaha has a direct to carrier final expense policy where the premium is lower than the broker premium and brokers yeah. can't sell it. So I've never heard that on the health side, but like that was the only thing I could think. Maybe there's like a house discount, a multi-house. I I don't know. I'm just curious to know what your thoughts is, are. Is there was there two UHCs that showed up on the on the CSG quarter, or was it just the one? Did they mention that? I don't know. They didn't say. Okay, I that's a tough question. I'm not a hundred percent sure. As far as I know, I don't know of any Medicare company that has rates that are direct to carrier that are lower like that. I know United doesn't because um, they're one of, they're one of the company we do the most, probably one of the most business with of lots of right. companies. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Maybe I they mean, rolled I, out, they roll out new paper or something and they switch. Yeah. It. I don't know, that's, it's a weird situation. It, it could be that I've had CSG be, have glitches before. That could be it. I've had that happen before. I mean, that's what I would, my, my mind would instantly go to. Um, hang on guys. CSG. Good CSG, old CSG. Giving us wrong quotes, dude. <laughs> but I mean, the other thing, like, I don't know, I don't think it would make this much of a difference in terms of like $40 a month. But one thing that happened has happened to me before, like if I'm writing a med sup, let's say for two or three months out. Right. And I don't, I don't change the effective date then the rates might have changed by the time that their policy goes into effect. So maybe my, my, my effective date was too close. Like, let's say I put it in today and it's 928 and they need it to start 12 one. Well, maybe that carrier's rates change on 11 one, right. Or something like that for new customers. I don't think it would be that big of a difference. And I don't think that would be the case for UHC either, because I think their rates change the first of the year. Um, Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't sure. Honestly, it could be something as simple as CSG just glitch. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, CSG could just be pulling the wrong numbers. You know, it doesn't happen often, but it has happened to me before to where like one time I went into the carrier site and the rate was just like so off compared to what CSG was showing me. And I was like, (laughs) like, that's happened before. So it could be that. It could be that for all I know. 911. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Get down here. Get down here. <laughs> My CSG software is not working. <laughs> you, are you taking me seriously? <laughs> so Tina asked a great question. Um, yes. She said, can, I, I don't know if we even have time to go through this, but like she said, can you share a compliant phone script with that will help with phone appointments? That's kind of a deep 
conversation there. Well, yeah, I was just thinking, um, you know, Chris and I didn't have a Taco Tuesday last week because we were both getting ready for AEP. We had a bunch going on. But the week before that, we actually had Robert uh, Beish on, Bobby Beish, Medicare Bob. And he went into the details on what you're allowed to say on the phone and what you're not allowed to say. Um, and obviously the other thing that he kind of got into as well as, you know, being in a call center environment, they are held to even closer, you know, tighter standards than someone who's just a <laughs> broker. Um, but yeah, I mean, compliance is still very important. I mean, any, any tips you have there, Christian, on maybe things not to say or, or, or things you should say? I would highly recommend listening to the last 20 to 30 minutes of the episode we did with Medicare Bob because he, he yeah. went into detail on this exact question. Yeah, for sure. I mean, ultimately, I think it's going to depend on who what you're calling, right? Are you calling leads? Are you cold calling? Are you calling age data? Like what, what depends on what you're calling. It's going to depend on kind of where you can go with it. Um, really like if, when it comes down to a lead, what I have found, um, and uh, I, I really hate to jump into it cause I think it could just take up the rest of our time. It easily could. Um, <laughs> cause it, I mean, this is a deep conversation, right? Like I did a, um, a webinar for all of our contracted agents, maybe about, two, three weeks ago. And I dove into my incomplete process. It took me an hour to go in my complete process on, you know, what I say, why I say it, um, how I word things, how to respond to this, how to respond to that. I just don't think we have enough time to jump into it right now. But I think what I, I would second what Glenn said, go back to not this Jack Tuesday, but the, the last one we did with Medicare Bob. And, and, and it's, it's really good. I have a couple videos on our YouTube channel too, where I go through scripts, but none as detailed as on that webinar I did. But the only way to get that is to get in six figure Medicare university. I'm not going to tell you to give me 1500 bucks, although you can, if you want to, but in your money, <laughs> but that, I mean, all of my script trainings have been in there. I wish maybe we'll try to touch on this next um, taco Tuesday. So yeah. we have more time for it. Um, I think that's it, it's something I would love to go through with you. It's just, it's not something I think we can do in the time we have. We maybe have about 10 minutes left, right? Give or take. Yes, sir. That is correct. Um, to get back to, let's get back to the activity because we're, I think, yeah, I think there's, you know, so we talked, we went through the math <clears throat> on how to get to a hundred thousand dollars in commissionable revenue. You know, we know the number of successful appointments you need four and a half on average per working day or five. We know that you should probably aim for double the appointments to be successful. So if you're shooting for five successful appointments, you want to set 10. What else do you think? I, I think there is a mental aspect to this too, that maybe we should touch on where, you know, working six days a week for seven weeks straight. I don't know if the average person has, has the mental capacity to do that. I mean, we're talking about, you know, roughly 50 appointments a week for two months. You know, that's 400 appointments. What do you think? Woo! That's a lot of appointments. Um, I mean, I think, I think the main thing is I would definitely make sure that you do no work on Sunday, right? 
take Sunday for your family, for your mental health. I think if you have that, at least that one day off to recharge, that helps. Um, make sure that you're getting plenty of sleep every night. Um, like for me, I, I, I work six days a week all year round. Um, and it wears on me a lot throughout the year. Like I, I probably work depending on the week, 70, maybe 80 hours a week, every, every, all, every week. People ask me, they're like, why am I not selling anymore after this year? It's because I'm going to kill myself if I keep selling. <laughs> like, so there's definitely a mental health aspect to it. Like with it's any, I mean, with, with every, with everything that I do on a regular basis, you know, it's just, it's just too much. And so I, I, I understand that I feel for people. Um, I think, you know, making sure that your sleep is in order, making sure that you're healthy as much as you can, making sure that when you take Sunday off, don't just say you're taking it off and then go like mow your, mow your yard, pay somebody to mow your yard, you know, pay some kid to mow your yard, you know, like don't just relax. Um, you have to. Um, and, and I get caught into that too. Like I'll take a day off on Sunday and I end up doing things around the house. And it's just like, it's not really a day off, you know? Um, maybe it is a different kind of work. So it's maybe a little bit balancing, but like you should go do something fun with your family. I think from the mental health aspect of it, I think that's, what's going to be helpful. Um, and <clears throat> I really think, you know, if you do that, like, and make sure you have some Red Bulls around <laughs> Red Bulls, right? <laughs> this is how you want to make a hundred thousand dollars in, in eight weeks. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that was that was perfect. Uh, I bought a, I bought a twelve pack of Red Bulls for AEP, and I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm already, oh yeah, I'm already. I was telling Christian before we even started. I'm like, I'm already feeling it, you guys. Already <laughs> feeling the burn. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think I, I myself, all, every AEP I've ever worked, I've worked six days a week. Um, I know certain people might not agree with that, but, and, and I mean, there's something to be said about doing it all year round. I do that because I'm sick in the head. There's something wrong with me. Um, not everybody has to do that. And um, like, I feel like, but during AEP, it's almost like it's a marathon right? Like it is the time of the year to harvest. Like if you so chose to do so, if you did what you're supposed to do during AEP, you could not work the rest of the year and still probably live comfortably. A lot of agents choose, you know, I I work, I work year round. And so I work with agents and agencies and call centers that sell Medicare year round. So it's not necessarily a completely different world during AEP. It's just, you know, a lot more than maybe other times of the year. But yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. Like this is the time to harvest and you could take the rest of the year off. And there's a lot of agents who do that where they literally only work AEP. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would encourage people to sell all year round, right? Like those agencies you're talking about that work all year round. I mean, I believe that if you do that and focus for, five years, maybe 10 years, you're going to be in a, you're going to be set up for decades, you know, if not longer than that, um, maybe you could even sell your business if you scale properly. Um, so I, I believe that's the goal, right? It's not to say that you're working six days a week and killing yourself for the rest of your life. And then you turn 80 and then you die. 
you know, that's not the goal, right? Like the goal is to, to build up to something and create wealth to, to, so you never have to worry about money again, right? Um, that's my personal objective to all this, right? Like someday I'd love to do an integrity deal, you know, in the next two, three years, something like that. That's something that I have a desire to do. And to do that, I understand that I got to hustle a little bit, you know, for the next couple of years. And so, I mean, for people that sell this during AEP, they're going to live a comfortable life, but they're, they're never going to re- quite reach their potential. Um, but they can do it, but it's, it's not the, something it's, that... It's the slow track, right? Like it yeah. really, like if you're selling year round, you can do twice as much, uh, you know, easily twice as much as you could just during AEP. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think... You know, there are some things I saw <clears throat> talking about that I think are really relevant. <clears throat> some I saw some conversations happening around meal planning, you know, where they're literally like planning out a week's worth of, of their lunches and dinners essentially <laughs> at a time, which might seem over the top. But again, if you're trying to consistently run 10 appointments per working day, you're not going to have time to come home and cook dinner. You're not going to want to come home and cook dinner. <laughs> and like, you don't want to go to get fast food every night either. No, you're going like, to feel gross. You're going to get that. all fat. And then, you know, then when you, you go sit in clients' houses, you'll break their chairs and then you won't sell that person. So you're behind a person. You smell like, you just smell like McDonald's and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, leave, get out of here. <laughs> I literally had per somebody, my, my, someone's, and Paul said taco every day. Taco every day. <laughs> taco every day. <laughs> um, I literally had a person who was, you know, probably my, one of my first five clients ever. And um, he told us, you know, he had an agent already, but his wife was turning 65. So we did, we signed his wife up. And then I came back during AEP and signed him up, um, changed his plan. And I asked him, when I came back to an AEP, I was like, why'd you go with us? You told us you already had an agent. So I just was curious. I was like, is there a reason why you went with us? He's like, well, the guy that came and signed me up, he must've been like 450 pounds. Like he literally, I was afraid he was going to break my furniture. Um, and he's like, I just didn't want to do business with that guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he's like, you were the polar opposite. He's like, you were just, you know, scrawny little guy, you know? And like, I didn't know. It's just, it <laughs> <laughs> that's the greatest story i've ever heard <laughs> and i know which agent it is too like i used to see him around at the meeting and uh i know who it is like he would always stand up and and argue with the presenter at the carrier be like oh so you have your own scope of appointment you can't do that cms says you can't do that and i'm just like shut shut the fuck up guy <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious <laughs> oh but yeah, I mean, what what I would say, guys, and one thing I wanted to um, maybe have a quick conversation about just in the final minutes of of this episode, what? But I believe diversity in leads is going to be your best friend during AEP. Hundred percent. I believe having a lot of different sources and avenues of leads is going to be helpful for you. So, like, if you're doing direct mail, and that's your bread and butter, well, direct mail could you know wet the bed this AEP for you. you just don't know when you're putting all your eggs in that basket. So maybe you should do some telemarketing stuff with lead heroes, or maybe you should go do, you know, some Facebook leads or whatever the case might be like, but I always tell agents that I would like to see an agent have a, um, a, 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 um, 
a floor, essentially, you know, like a minimum of five different lead sources. That's typically what I, I teach. And, um, and I think, you know, ultimately, you know, as you, as you become a bigger agency, you can have more, you know, six, seven, eight different, you know, just areas that you have leads coming in from, um, just shout out to Justin Brock. He always says everything works a little bit. Nothing works a lot. I, I believe yeah. that. hundred um, percent. And so <clears throat> I think if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars in AEP personal commission, one thing you have to understand is no one lead source is going to get you there. Yep. Um, it's just not possible. Um, I think you need to have a diversity of different things. And some of you might not have the budget to do it just with leads alone. So you might have to get your feet wet and do some grassroots stuff, get down to the communities. Just You need to have a diversity of, of business and where that business is coming from. Um, and I think if you do that, that really has to be the battle cry to keep your, your calendar full. And you know, if it's four and a half um, new, new clients a day, then you need to have eight, nine appointments, maybe 10 appointments. That would be the goal for each day. And you're going to need a lot of activity and a lot of leads to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really that same rule of thumb, you guys, that I talked about earlier, you know, so you want five successful appointments, you're attempting 10, trying to get to 10 appointments on your calendar. You're probably going to need 20 leads. You're trying to get to 50 appointments scheduled on the week. You're probably going to want double that. You're probably going to want a hundred leads to try to get to 40 to 50 appointments to get to 20 to 25 successful appointments where you actually wrote business with, you know, either the individual or the couple in the house. Like that's how that math backs out. And it is, it's not, it's not cheap, right? Marketing, yep. it's going to cost you money, whether you're doing it with us at Lead Heroes, you're doing direct mail, you know, Facebook leads. And I am a huge believer in diversification. You never know how the returns on your marketing, again, regardless of what avenue you go, AEP can get the, the waters can kind of change. What was working before AEP might not work as well because you have to realize like back out, <coughs> back, like take a, take a step back and look at the scale of the number of, of call centers, of agents, of agencies, all, everybody's attacking all at once. You have, you have literally these massive marketing budgets that are being turned on in the next two weeks where there's going to be companies spending tens of millions of dollars, just, just like, I mean, millions of dollars per day, probably tens of millions of dollars by the end of open enrollment. So um, I highly recommend diversification. I think that's a really great point because if you do everything in direct mail and your returns come back light, And then all of a sudden you're at the end of October. This happens every single year. Christian and I talked about it a lot last year. We warned you guys about it. We said we were going to see it. We saw it anyways. (laughs) And I guarantee we'll see it again this year. I guarantee you my phone's going to ring and someone's going to say, Hey, Glenn, it's November 1st and I've only sold 10 apps so far. And I'm like... Well, we're booked out two weeks, so we probably can't get anything to you until mid-November at that point. Now AEP is half over, and this opportunity of a lifetime, which we just discussed in detail in this episode, you already <laughs> missed the boat, guys. Like, yeah. now's the time. You know, I did I did a live video in, in uh, my Facebook group yesterday. It was really weird. I didn't like upload for some reason, but 
I was trying to really drive that point home. Don't wait till the 15th. Don't wait till the 14th. Don't wait till one or two days before open enrollment starts and you're scrambling to buy leads. You're scrambling to figure out your marketing plan. You know, you're calling your upline. You're trying to figure all of it out. It's right now, like right now. You need to pull the trigger on any direct mail. You really already missed the boat. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. But you know, anything that's digital or telemarketed, you know, appointments, like anything else, like you would have to really do it right this second to be right. ready for the 15th. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I would say, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I've, we've, we've filled all of our lead orders quite some time ago. <clears throat> we filled our lead heroes order, you know, about in a, about two weeks ago. Like we were, we were making sure that everything's done because when, when when AEP rolls around, I just want the leads to start coming. I don't want to be fussing with them. Um, and that's what you guys, that's what, that should be your mentality. You know, I mean, you probably should have done it before now, but if you haven't done it before now, doing it now is better than doing it October 14th. Or October right. 14th, <laughs> right. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I, I, I think this was a great episode and a lot of really good information was shared on this. Um, I, I, I want to be respectful of, of your time and, you know, just kind of close this out. And, um, but I wanted to see kind of what final thoughts you had, um, on this topic, Mr. Shelton. And, um, yeah, I think this is something we could probably talk about for three, four hours, but we got to call it quit sometime. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I, I love, um, I'm a very like actionable, like when it comes to like all the different content that I want to absorb, for myself personally, I love actionable content. I love content where, you know, just like we talked about today, where it's, it's objective numbers. We, we tried to get really conservative and realistic numbers to you guys, you know, the hundred thousand in commissionable revenue. That's not some sort of clickbaity title just to get you guys to watch. Like this is, this was all very real. And so I'm a huge believer in the numbers and, and running the math. And you can literally sit down and do that. You can say, I want to make this much money. In order to do that, I need to write this many applications. It's going to need this many appointments, which is this many leads, which is this much marketing dollars. And then you can literally just execute like a, it's like a algorithm. It's, it's a math equation. And, you know, you put the money in on one side you work the leads, you work the appointments, and then your commissionable revenue comes out the other side. It's it's a literal money making machine, and mm-hmm. it's not su- it's not rocket science. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I love I love these conversations. This is the sort of stuff that I love to talk about, and I hope you guys just have a killer AP. I hope I hope there's a ton of you out there making six figures in the next seven weeks. Once AP starts. I love it. I love it. And, um, couldn't say it better myself. I I would say my final thoughts, guys, just to kind of piggyback on what Glenn said. Um, this is the time, right? This is the time to harvest. This is harvest season. If you will, if you are farmers, um, I don't think any of you know how to farm. I know I don't, but um, so if the society went downhill, I don't think, I don't think, I think I would die. I, think I, would die. I don't have food storage. I'm just not very well prepared for apocalypse. So I kind of make this AEP thing work, you know, um, even though if there's apocalypse, maybe there's no AEP. I don't know where I'm going with this, but, um, 
I would say, guys, um, just don't 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 waste this opportunity. Make sure that you're really understanding what AEP can be, right? You don't have to you don't have to kill yourself and run into the wall all year round, but you should really give it a really good effort during AEP. Um, make sure that you don't wait till the last minute. Procrastination is terrible, and anything that the last thing I would tell you guys is anything that is stopping you from writing business. Make sure that you just put it to the side, put it on the back burner, right? Like one thing we've told, we've told clients before in our office, when they'll call in with claim issues, we'll be like, Hey, would it be okay if we got back with you in like a month? Like, is there any, like, is this super urgent? You know? And a lot of times they'll be like, no, that's okay. Like once we tell them, like, we're really busy, you know? Um, And, you know, if you need to get, if you need to go to the dentist, right? I, I was looked at my calendar. My dentist scheduled me for October, first week of October. I called them today and I was like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and so I rescheduled, you know, to a couple months out. I'm like, I don't get cavities. I'll be okay. Um, and so just things like that, right? Just make sure you're focusing on AEP and, um, you know, take a month off if you want to afterward. You can do it. If you do what you're supposed to do during AEP, you can do really whatever you want the rest of the year. Now, in my opinion, I, 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 I advocate for working year round because I feel like that's just going to build your business much faster. But, you know, for the first three, four years of my career, I took all of December off after a, after December 8th. Um, and I could do it and I never felt it financially. So you guys can do the same thing. Um, so yeah, that's my, my, my closing statement. I love it. I think that's sage advice. I literally just did it. I have this, there's like this software company that was wanting to partner with us. And I don't think it was necessarily something that was going to take a ton of time, but I was so locked into AEP this last week. That was my exact mess. I said, I said, follow up with me like last week of November, first week of December. I'm like, I don't even want to think about this right now. Right. Like, right. Yeah, I'm like, no, go away. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Uh, like that. Well, um, Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for tuning in. And um, we're not sure quite what the schedule will be yet for AEP for Taco Tuesday, but we'll post it as soon as we got something figured out. And um, anyway, guys, until next TT, thanks so much for watching. And we'll see you next time. Happy AEP. Happy AEP.